Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the book of Joshua, the book of Yehoshua, um, <clears throat> with chapter 8b, the second portion of chapter 8. The first portion discussed the destruction of the city of Ai. And again, we have a, an important reminder to the people that the nature of this conquest is a very different type and sort of conquest as the uh, standard conquests that would have been occurring all around the world in this time period, <clears throat> or pretty much for all of time periods. And that is, this is not a conquest of greed, but rather this is a conquest of a people trying to establish within this land a nation that will, that will guide the world to the idea of ethical monotheism, the idea that there is one God who demands from us to live a moral life. And the biggest danger when there is a military victory and a lot of death and destruction is that the people will can then forget that this is that this has a, an important and spiritual purpose and they could become um, uh, they could become drunk with the with the violence and 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 booty and so on and so forth. So immediately after the victory of Ai, Yoshua does the following. Oz at this point, and there's no indication that this was commanded by God, but this was something that Yoshua as a leader clearly understood was a prop was the proper thing to do next. Joshua then built an altar of to the God of Israel, Bahar Aval, on the mountain of Aval. Um, this was commanded earlier in the Torah that it should be done, and Yoshua realized that now is the time to do it. Just like Moses, the servant of God, commanded at Bnei Israel, commanded the Jewish, the Jewish people, the people of Israel. As is written in the Torah. Yoshua realized that now is the time to fulfill this commandment that Moshe had conveyed to the people when Moshe was still the leader uh, on the other side of the Jordan. And this is how it should be built. Mizbach Avonim Shlemot. The Mizbeach, the, um, the uh, altar should be built out of complete stones. Asher Lohe Nifalehen Barzel. That metal has not been used to strike and cut these stones into shapes, you know, into squares or blocks. And and this Vayalul of Olot Adonai, and upon this altar they brought sacrifices to God by His Bukhush Lamim, and they slaughtered um, uh, sacrifices of peace, which means that these were consumed and eaten by the people in a celebratory feast. Now the um, this this message is this is how uh, the the message that with the one. With the worship of God, we take. Oh, there are no barzel. There is no weapons. There is no uh, killing. Uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, and, and violence. The Hashem lohei nifalei and barzel. The altar of God has to be built with whole, complete stones, which iron, which is uh, which uh, symbolizes the weapons of war, have not been used, because the worship of God is is not done through violence, and this is an. Specifically important message at exactly this juncture, just after the military victory, that sometimes these things are necessary, but it's not ultimately what God wants. 
Rather, what God wants is shalomim, shalomim, which is, comes from the word shalom, of peace. And, and again, the word avonim shilemot, the stones that are word are, are whole and complete, shalem, the same root as the word peace. Completion, wholeness, comes from shalom, peace, not from war. Vayichtov shom al avonim, and then Yoshua wrote on the stones eight Mishnei Torah Moshe, the a copy of the Torah of Moshe, Asher Katab Yisrael, that he had written, that Moshe had written, in other words, the entire Torah that Moshe had written for the people of Israel. Just as Moshe had written down the Torah, Joshua now writes down the Torah and inscribes it on these stones. Bechol Yisrael and the entire Israel, Uzukainav, and its um Elders, Vishotrim and all the officers, Vishotav and all of the judges, Omdim Mizeh Umizeh, they stood on this side and on that side, La'aron of the ark, Neged Akoanim, opposite the the priests, Salavim and the Levites, Nosearon Brit Adonai, who were those that carried the ark of the covenant of God, Kager Ka'ezrach, just like uh, the, the, the converts and those that had joined the people being treated just like those who were members of the people. This is a very important thing, uh, a word here mentioned. It is clear that there were geirim, that there were people of the, in, 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 there were people in this land of Canaan who had already joined. We know, of course, of Rachav, the harlot, and her entire family from the city of Yericho, uh, but there were others that had already made their peace and joined the people. Kager ka'ezrach, chetzio el mol har-girizim. Half of the people were standing opposite the Mount of Gerizim. Via chetzio el mol har-evol. And half of them were standing opposite the mountain of Evol. Ka'asher tziva Moshe ha'vad Adonai. Just like Moshe, the servant of God, commanded livorech et ha'am Yisrael barishonah. To first begin by blessing the na- people, the nation of Israel. And after everything was all set up, um, and the people were in their places on, on, by these two mountains, he, then Yoshua read the entire uh, book of the Torah, all the words of the Torah, both the blessings and the curses, both the incredible blessing and reward and fulfillment of a life of following the words of Torah, and unfortunately also what would befall one if he ignores the words of the Torah. Like everything that's written in the entire book of the Torah. There wasn't a single thing from all that Moshe had commanded us. Interestingly enough, uh, would, 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 wonders, one wonders why this has to be emphasized again. We just said in verse 34. Everything. Uh, this is the third time we're emphasizing everything. And now we're emphasizing it really strongly. There wasn't a single thing that he left out. The one almost he hears a hint of the Torah Shabbat Peh, the oral tradition, meaning not, you know, everything that Moshe commanded. In other words, before I said, everything that is written in the Sefer Torah. And now I'm saying, uh, that all the things that Moshe commanded, I mean, or even those things that aren't necessarily written, but the things that we that are being taught by tradition. that Joshua did not read Neged Kol Yisrael, that uh, opposite the entire people of Israel, and the women included, and the children. In other words, everyone, everyone, the entire people, and the converts and the people that had joined. That weren't uh, that had joined them again. 
Joshua emphasizes that people from the land had joined them. These little references to the Ger here often get overlooked when people study the book of Joshua. But, but it's important not to overlook what's happening here. That yes, there is the conquering and there's a lot of killing, but there are also people that are joining. Um, we're going to come up with, uh, with the story in the next chapter when we study it together of, of, of people joining the, uh, the um, people of Israel that aren't exactly um, uh, doing it in good faith. And we'll, um, we'll learn about them soon. But uh, now because the, 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 this is the end of chapter 8 in the way the Christians number it, but the way the Jews break up the chapters, the next few verses are actually, which are listed as the first few verses of chapter 9, are, are in, in the way the Jewish chapters are broken up, they are really part of the end of chapter 8. So I'm going to continue reading them. And it was when all of the kings heard that were in the Eber Hayardain across the, in other words, on the west side of the Jordan River, Baharu those all of those Canaanite kings that lived, whether they were in the mountains or in the low country, and in the coastal areas of the Mediterranean, El Mulhalavano, and those that lived opposite the, the northern areas in Lebanon, the Hachiti, these were populated by the, the kings of the various tribes, of the, the Hiti, the Hittites, the Amori, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Canaanites, the Perizzi, the Perizzites, Achivi, the Hivites, the Yavusi, and the Jebusites. When they learned of this, and they gathered together to wage war with Joshua of Misrael as one. They realized that the only way they were going to win the cities of Jericho and I fell because they were on their own, but if we all band together against them, we could do it. Now, one could easily see why in the way the Christians divided this up, this is the heading for the next chapter because it's, there was this, all this prayer and this reading of the Torah and everything. And then, and the wage war begins the next section which discusses uh, the, the wars. And that makes logical sense, and you can understand why the chapter 9 starts that way. However, the way the Jewish chapters are broken up teaches us something, that when you divide it like this, it, you lose it. But the way the Jewish chapters attach these two verses to that episode of teaching of the Torah, it teaches us a lesson that would have that gets lost when you break it up. And what's that lesson? That what was it that they heard? They heard, yes, of course they heard of the capture of Yericho, of Jericho, and the capture of Ai. But that's just a battle. You, maybe we can, but what they heard was that Joshua made a mizbeach. He made an altar to God without, this, without using uh, iron on the stones, an altar of shalomim, of peace. He, they learned that this is something new, this is something different. This is Joshua trying to teach them that what God wants is is teaching, is learning the Torah, is keeping the the rules of the Torah, the blessings that the Torah gives. When they saw that, when they heard that, they realized we're up against something really big. And they could have chosen to join and learn the lesson and avoid war, but instead, when they heard what Joshua was doing, instead they decided to fight, to fight this which is why they ended up getting destroyed instead of ending up um, joining the people. 
Now, and with that understanding of putting those two verses together with that chapter, it also helps us very much understand the next episode that we're going to study together, which is the episode of the Givonites. And we will do that, um, hopefully, together next time. Thank you so much for studying the entirety of chapter 8 and the first two verses of chapter 9 together. Looking forward to studying the entire book of Joshua together.